black, black. <laughs> black on black, black. Yeah, hey. Okay, black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, black, black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black, it's black. Black rims on this black, black wheels in this black, black wheel with this black, black bitch, so black on black on black on black. All right, welcome listeners to a, another pandemic, but most certainly Black History Month edition of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania. Mania, 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 mania. Yes, heard here um, every Wednesday at 11 a.m. on WRIRLP 97.3 Richmond FM Independent Radio. Yep, yay. Here again. We're excited. So just in case you guys don't know, we're having a, a series this month for local Black history makers, right? And so that's why we're here. Last week we had uh, Duran on, and this week... We've got the girl power here. We're excited. Hey, hey. Please, please introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. I am not new to Municipal Mania, um, but my name is Amy Wentz, and I am the proud co-founder of Richmond Black Restaurant Experience and an advisory member of Black RBA here in the Richmond region and excited to talk to the ladies today. Yes, we're so excited to have you. And this whole series is about giving y'all your flowers while you're still here with us and kicking and building your legacy. Yeah. So we're just stoked to talk to you because there's so you have so much going on. And it's not so much going on. It's not just the restaurant experience. It's not just Black RBA. I mean, you are the South Side girl. Yes. <laughs> Getting Definitely love done. Richmond. Definitely love South Side. And um yeah, happy to be a part of, you know, all the goodness that, you know, and the progress that we've been making over the years. Yes, yes. And that's always super important that we remind people we may not be to the finish line yet, but we've made some progress. And um, whether it's slow, fast, medium, we're getting there. We're chug chugging along and we need people like, you know, Amy to be in the space to facilitate those changes because you've been here. Yay. That's what and I'm talking still about. Here. Yes. I think it's really important. I think, you know, there's a lot of my friends that aren't from here that are just like, you know, I get here. It's, it's so clicky, you know, all the people who are from Richmond, you know, they mm-hmm. all stick together. And I think that, you know, I try to explain it the best that I can to them. It's like, it's easy for me to call on a, you know, on an Anjali Moon or a Dr. You know, Dr. Cisha Moon, because I remember them from, from middle school. You know, it's mm-hmm. easy for me to, if I need a DJ to call on Lonnie B because he was our DJ in high school. Like it's, it's easy for me to call on, you know, somebody that I remember from elementary school. So it's not that, it's not that, you know, we mean to be that way, but you know, it's, it's fun to be around people that you you grew up with. You see them doing dope things. You want to do dope things together, but that doesn't mean that we don't, embrace uh newcomers to the city and and folks that have made richmond their home it's just that you know we are who we are we love you know richmond is just it's a locals town we're loyal to local yeah yeah that's what it is so let's give our our listeners because you first of all i don't think people really understand or know like how expansive your work in the city one has been but also what it encompasses now because you know, just like our last, our last guest, you are humble. You don't do a whole lot of talking about it. You just be out there doing. And so give our listeners, if you can, I guess, from the very beginning, 
right? Yeah. Even if it isn't an established thing, if it was Amy out here getting it done, let's start from the very beginning and work our way to where we are now. Yeah, sure. So, okay. So like, I remember, um, you know, I grew up like, you know, in Southside in, in the Bonaire area of Southside is what they used to call it, but it's behind Stony Point Shopping Center over mm-hmm. by Fisher. My family, um, you know, we had a, a house over there by Fisher. And so I used to walk to school and then we, um, you know, stayed in our zone, which was Thompson Middle School at that time. Now it's River City. And then we, uh, then I went to Huguenot and I participated in the ROTC and the band and all the great things. And I was um, known at that school as, um, you know, a very outgoing, personable type of student. And so, you know, I was, I brought on a lot of the the cheer and the, I wasn't a cheerleader, but, (laughs) but I brought on a lot of the spirit, you know, at the school. Um, I was big on that. And so I just always have stayed connected to being that type of person. And I, I went to the military. So it was, I was in the army and then I, um, and then I did some time working for the army up in Northern Virginia, but realized that I wanted to be back home. And so I came back to Richmond. And when I, you know, when I came back, I realized that there, you know, in order to really be a part of the progress that I wanted to see in Richmond, I had had to really start to understand government, right? And understand how government worked and like, who was my city council person? Who was my school board member? If I was having issues at the school, who am I supposed to call? And, and like, who are my, where are my resources as a, as a resident of the city? You know, if I need help with a thing, like who are who are the people that we needed to call? And I started just paying attention to city council meetings and to school board meetings and to, um, you know, I started kind of when I watched the news, it wasn't like to see what was going on or to see the negative things happening, but it was more so to see like what bills were being passed and what, you know, changes were being made and what ordinances were being proposed. And so I started just paying attention to that stuff. And I think what ended up happening was I ended up being like a connector, a resource connector. And so when people, you know, had an issue, I was able to say, oh, you know, you should check on this. There was somebody the other day talking about on Twitter, they needed some financial advice. I'm like, oh, do you know, the city has this new financial navigators program through the treasurer's office, like just trying to make sure that I connect people with problems to the solution of those problems. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I became more of like a, a, a person about town, I guess. But then more specifically, I think I remember I got a call from someone from another state that was doing a bike tour through um, the East Coast to promote Black-owned businesses and in an effort to raise money for a scholarship fund for HBCU. And I remember them calling me and, you know, somebody from another state called me and say, hey, this guy I know is coming through your town. Could you, you know, write down all of the Black-owned businesses that are in the area um, so that he can kind of do do visits? He's going to be coming in on bike and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, okay, I got Croker Spot. I got Mama J's, you know, and I'm like, why don't I have more? Like, why, why don't I know more? Why don't, why isn't there a place that I can access, you know, all that black culture has to offer in this, in the city, especially when one out of four black people can trace their roots back to Richmond, Virginia, right to the docks here. And so I'm like, this should exist. So I'm calling all my people. I'm like, does this exist already? Like, do we have like, you know, a black pages or whatever that's an online version for Richmond and like, you know, when visitors come, is there a place that they can go to, to navigate, you know, black culture here? And everybody's just like, no, you know, 
Metropolitan Business League has a list, but they're, you know, it's not, you know, it doesn't include just only black owned businesses. Office of Minority and Business Development is for minorities. So there's just, you know, a lot of, you know, different folks up in those categories. There was no like real list. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to create this list. And so at that point, that's when downtown um, started transitioning from using the term, you know, Richmond, the RIC or the 804 to RVA. And so that's where Black RVA was birthed. And so that was about two, that was, I think, around 2011, 2012. And uh, so, yeah, so I started just researching all of the Black-owned businesses in the region and and trying to keep a list of that. And then it came with an events calendar and, uh, you know, partnerships with, you know, folks doing things like the Artisan Cafe and like, you know, um, maker spaces and, and uh, arts and culture in general. And, um, and at that time, I had a lot more free time <laughs> and a lot more, I had a lot more capital to be able to kind of build out that dream. Um, but then, but then I lost my job. And so I had to, you know, Black RVA kind of took a step back. And so I'm thankful that now, um, you know, recently, more recently in the last few years, Richmond Region Tourism um, on their own had decided, you know, through other community efforts that that it was time for the Richmond Region to kind of focus on Black travel and Black tourism and and really highlighting um, what we've now put into four pillars, arts and entertainment, food and drink, community and history, just specifically about the Black culture, because, um, you know, it had never really been highlighted in a way, uh, in that way before. So, you know, a group of, of folks, uh, uh, Samantha Willis, Josh Epperson, Free Egumfimi, um, Anjali Moon, our amazing um, leader, myself, and let's see, who else was at the table with us? Sorry if I don't mention you, I'm sorry. And Catherine O'Donnell over at Rich and Region Tourism, we kind of huddled together and um, and decided that Black RVA was was a great thing to be housed at at Region Region Tourism, and so now you know they are able to you know help fund it, which is like the biggest thing, right? Is funding for these types of initiatives, and so um, you know the goal is to increase tourism and really engage you know our regional residents here and support our Black-owned businesses by just showcasing, you know, spaces that highlight the Black experience. And that's, that is what it's about. And we want to be, you know, rooted in history, yet rising, you know, in our future and and rising in possibility. And Mm -hmm. so that has birthed Black RVA. So I want everyone listening to go to visit blkrva.com right now and just take a look at all of the amazing things that we have on there. It's pretty much a big old toolkit for you and your family and for any visitors you have coming here to be able to plan their trip to grab a bite and catch a vibe right here in the city. Yes. And that's extremely important because one of the things that we hear, and it happens often during, especially like during this month, right? I'm going to support everything black. I want to do everything black, but we have black owned businesses that need your support all year round. And um, it's so important when you have a place to either go to as a hub or a spot where you can look those things up. And I know that was one of the things I, I really, really enjoy about Black restaurant experience and that that week of all types of events because it highlights so many restaurants. And some of them, I always find a new one every year that yes! I'm aware of. I'm, 
I'm so glad you mentioned RBRE. So for folks that don't know what that is, Richmond Black Restaurant Experience is another initiative. We're heading into our sixth year this year. And and just like you said, it's it's so important that we support um, these, these, these folks 365 days of the year. So that is our new website name. It's rbre365.com. And we did that transition um, during the pandemic because we realized that a week was just not enough. And so we purposely moved it outside of it's not in during Black History Month. It's in March on purpose because we want to make sure people know that we're not limited. Our greatness is not limited to just one month in the year. And so we get that all a lot all the time. People like, oh, why don't you do it during Black History Month? Because we don't have to, you know, we don't have to. We can highlight our culture. Anytime. <laughs> yep. Yep. So this year we have um, we have 40 restaurants that are participating. And awesome. the first year, you know, we did this, we had 19. And so mm. just seeing that growth over these, you know, over the years is 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 huge to us because a lot of people who have opened up restaurants in the in the area have been inspired by, you know, what we've been able to you know, to highlight. And so, um, you know, we have a couple of key events that we promote during this week. We have Mobile Soul Sunday, which is usually our kickoff. And that includes all of our mobile um, food trucks and food carts. And all of those owners come out there and we invite the community to come and, um, and, you know, fellowship with us. We're going to have the Soul Stage this year, which has local talent. And, um, yeah, a bunch of dope stuff. Yes. Our favorite has always been the trolley. The brunch trolley is my favorite brunch thing. Trolley. And I look forward to it every year. And I- <laughs> yes. So the brunch year. trolley, unfortunately, we couldn't do it last year and won't be doing it this year only because of the close, you know, because of COVID, unfortunately. Yeah. So we are looking forward to having the brunch trolley come back soon. It's it I <laughs> it's one of those things where it's just like uh COVID has really you know, things, yeah. it, it really has. And Messing so we've been pushed. We, yeah, we pushed to um, we pushed to like more of a, you know, make sure that you're, you know, calling in your to go orders using curbside, you know, folks that aren't necessarily ready to go back into the restaurants yet. So we're still so, so we're still supporting. But That's the five really year- smart, though. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's lots of ways that you can get around COVID and still support these restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Also, real quick, though, shout out to Faith and Unlocking RVA for doing yes. those um, amazing trolley tours. Uh, we've always had a really good time. So when they come back, I'm telling you, they're going to be packed. Yes. Yes. And Faith is actually doing so many events now. Um, I mean, she has so many her own signature events that she does throughout the year. And um, I mean, I went to the silent party um, yes. even this winter. It was up on in Cabana on the rooftop. It's like, you know, you think you're cold, but when you're out there grooving and dancing, you're 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 doing OK. But shout out to her for sure. Yes, yes. I um I, I'm going to cry a little little silent tear for no uh, brunch trolley this year, but it's OK. We understand, though, because <laughs> nobody wants COVID and it is close quarters. No. I mean, we're that's the whole thing of it though is that yeah. you're kind of close quarters you're meeting people that you've never met before yeah. maybe you know you have a group of folks that <clears throat> you have met but yet it it is mm-hmm. 
is too close a quarters for that. That's all one right. day, one day RBA we'll be together again. RBA Dirt might have to do a, a faux a faux brunch yeah, roundabout. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what we'll, we'll we be doing it anyway. <laughs> we have yes. we have we have new restaurants that have um you know that are joining us this year. So that you know we have some new fun ones. I off the top of my head, I don't know if you've heard of Philly Vegan, but it's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a spot on Hall Street. It's an all vegan restaurant. And they're known yep. for their Philly rolls. And um, that's a really good one. We have the Riviere, which is a good brunch spot right down Broad Street in Jackson Ward. That is a new restaurant that's coming to the week. And then there's a new one called Brune over in the fan. Um, and that is going to be really dope because they have a space for um, for live entertainment and like a loungy, more like speakeasy loungy area. So super excited about that too. And then over the five years that we've had this, you know, this experience, we've been able to generate $3.4 million in revenue. And so we know that, you know, especially in Richmond and Henrico, a portion of that, those dollars go towards the meals tax, which goes straight towards building new schools. So yeah. definitely proud about that. We've been able to to seat 141,000 plus patrons over the over the, those those years, and we've 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 had a lot of folks like from out of town, you know, come, and so we were able to kind of spark some tourism too. So we're really proud of the impact that the week has made, and hope we'll be around for a long time. Yes, yes. I I know that it's a it's a Richmond favorite. I know it's a dirt favorite. We love it. Talk a bit about how that just kind of that idea came about and how that got started because, you know, we have all types of of I guess outlets around the city that focus on, you know, the foodie spots. I mean, Richmond is really a foodie town, but I think this might be one of the first that I can recollect um especially on the scale that you all function at that highlights black owned restaurants what yeah, where did that so, come out of so there were there's a there were a couple of things happening at the same time and so that's why you know partnerships and friendships you know are really important in this story so like basically you had Kelly uh Kelly Lemon who was one of our you know one of my partners she was over at Mama J's she was the um she was the 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 general manager over at Mama J's at mm-hmm. the time at the time, and she was working on Heart and Soul, which is her brew festival that also highlights Black-owned businesses. Um, then you had Mimi, who was uh, formerly the president of the Urban League, and she was working with uh, one of her partners down in um, in Memphis, Tennessee, Cynthia Daniels, who created Memphis Black Restaurant Week, and that was the first one nationwide um, to start, you know, to start to highlight their Black-owned restaurants. And then you had me who had Black RBA, and I was highlighting all of just the Black-owned businesses in general. And so I had uh, the list of all of the Black-owned restaurants in the region. Me and I were talking one night because uh, what happened was Kurt Autry, who is a pretty big uh, personality on Facebook, um, had, had shared Cynthia Daniels' um, post about Memphis Black Restaurant Week and said, hey, why, why haven't we done this here? Right. And I think that, um, a lot of people tagged black RVA in the post and then Mimi tagged Cynthia in the post. And then Kelly was like, I'm working on, you know, I'm working, we we're, we're working on this already. Like we're working on some stuff on this. And so the three of us, um, kind of got together. We just had a meeting with Kelly and Kelly was just like, 
not only do does Mama J's want to be part of this, like I want to be a part of it. Like I, I want mm-hmm. to help with this. And so we formed a partnership, Shamicia, uh, me, myself and, and Kelly. And, um, and we, you know, we really worked hard to try to convince, you know, the, we knew we call, we call Mama J's Southern Kitchen and, um, and Croker Spot, like the McDonald's and Burger King and Taco Bell of black owned restaurants. Like they're the ones that everybody knows. So we knew if we could get them in that some of the, you know, some of the others would, would, would join up. So we got them to sign in and, um, and then, yeah, we were able to make it pop that first year and, and people loved it. They just had a really good time. And I think that even the folks that are just like, oh, what about white restaurant week? And, you know, how come, you know, this is racist. The media really came to our defense because they were like, listen, we highlight all of these different festivals and weeks, whether it's the Polish yep. festival or the this festival or yep. the Italian fest. And the, we, we do all of these and you all come to them, you flock to them, you enjoy them. They're not saying that this is only for black people. We're just highlighting and adding inclusivity to mm-hmm. to the to the food dining scene. And it you can't act like the foodie scene here was not being highlighted on a national scale and certain mm-hmm. restaurants were not included in that and certain mm-hmm. chefs. And so, you know, we weren't we it's we're not trying to be divisive at all. We want to be more inclusive and showcase all of the great foodie scene here in the city and beyond. So that's how, that's how that happened. And, um, and it worked because guess what? Every, I was like, don't let racism keep you from eating a nice old pot of greens and some good old macaroni and cheese. You know what I'm right. saying? Like at the end of the right. day, black food and black culture, um, is really a, a treat for everyone. And so we definitely are open for, you know, to everyone participating and we encourage, you know, people of all walks of life and all races to come and support. And, and we, you know, some of our biggest supporters come from our, you know, our, just our rec- restaurant community in general, like the folks that own Laura Lee's and Garnett's, they, they put up our posters in their restaurants and they come and they, you know, do a tour of our, uh, of the restaurants in the week. So, you know, we, we reject that type of, you know, that any of that thinking and we um we encourage folks to just participate yes and it's important that you say that because you know whenever you say anything black something everybody jumps to well why not well why not well not only are um black owned anything always in a minority regardless of what the population or or the genre is but black businesses also go through (laughs) a myriad of strife, just being a business, just trying to get established and, and on a, a several different levels, whether it's funding, whether it's finding the right space or place, or you'll hear, you know, different, not just restaurants, but different vendors talk about, you know, being priced out of, of certain neighborhoods or not being able to find space for your, whatever your, your gift or your, your service is, because, you know, business districts are heavily gentrified and all types of things. So, you know, it's important that we, we give that uplifting um, message and message of support to those restaurants as well as other businesses, because it's important. And we don't talk about that enough. (laughs) Right. No, it is important. And it's like, you know, we, we go through this every year and I, I have like a post that I already have like saved in my traps that I always (laughs) 
post around this time that just talks about the disparities um, mm-hmm. and, you know, between black owned restaurant, um, like restaurants and regular restaurants. I mean, even we saw it in the headlines, even through the pandemic, you know, it's like mm-hmm. our restaurant owners were attempting to get PPP loans, attempting to get the, uh, you know, the grants and the loans that were provided, but, you know, they, you know, we weren't, we weren't offered those at the rates that the other folks were, were offered them. And it's just, it's just the facts, you know? So at the end of the day, we do have to get creative when we're, when we're thinking about our restaurants and how we support them and how we show up because the odds are just, you know, are just not in our favor in most times. And like, you know, when it comes to lending, banks are not lending at the same rates and at the same amounts that they are other restaurants, you know, they're not, um, and that's historic, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, feel like you know I, I I you know it's just one of those things that we we feel like we always have to say it and um I don't know you know why people just don't get that like of course if these disparities exist you have to do things to to uh counter counter those and so that's why that's why we exist and I think there was an article I posted the other day it had the top 30 cheap eats in Richmond. It was a national publication that did it. And then I think our uh, channel eight uh, reposted it. And it was like, mm. I looked at the list. It was 30 restaurants with cheap eats. It was really and, white. I already can guess. Yeah, there was not one black home restaurant in, on that list. Not there one. Yeah. So I, you know, I tell people that, that, that this is why we exist. You know, they're, you know, we, we're not even making these national lists. And I, you know, and don't get me wrong. Richmond Region Tourism um, has done a great job of, um, you know, promoting us to national publications. Um, we have gotten a lot of coverage and we're thankful for that. We were in Black Enterprise. Um, you know, we, we've been doing a lot of great things. So definitely thankful. But just want folks to know that, you know, again, not about being divisive. It's all about um, being inclusive and adding more, more, more culture and more flair to the, to the foodie scene here in the city. Mm-hmm. And awareness. Like I said, I find a new restaurant every year, at least one, sometimes more. And we typically get, you, you always have like a pamphlet and it has all the participating restaurants in it. And I post it on the refrigerator. That's and right. That's how, the passport, the passport, you know, the passport. Yep. And that's mm-hmm. how we kind of track to make sure that we've touched everybody on that list so that we, I can actually like physically check them off um, on my refrigerator. And, and that's how I, we track that year to make sure that we've touched everybody, um, you know, that you got, that was participating. And so it's so important. And I think the piece, so we've talked a lot about the restaurant piece, give us a, a, a good breakdown of, just how innovative and important Black RVA um, has been in highlighting lots of other just businesses in the city and what that means for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. So a few things. We know that in the past, Richmond has not been, um, you know, perceived by people outside of Richmond as a place other than the former capital of the Confederacy, right? Mm -hmm. And so that it was important for rich and region tourism as well as just you know us in general you know, people here to be able to promote to promote the city in a way that reflects who we know that we are now right so it's it's like one of those things where we we already know that we're dope right we already know that we have like tuesday verses um out at a dc ethiopian on a tuesday night 
Um, it's going to be slamming with the best poetry and the best music and the best live entertainment that you can get anywhere. We already know that if you go to an Art of Noise concert, like you're about to, you know, dance the night away and your, you know, your wig is going to be smoked at the end of the night. <laughs> we already know that we have some of the best barbecue, you know, ever in, you know, in the area. We already know that um, our festivals like Two Street and, you know, we, yeah. we, we know these things, right? Mm-hmm. But it was really important that we make sure that people outside of Richmond knew those things. And like I said before, you know, one in four African-Americans can trace their roots right back to Richmond, you know? And so it's important that we welcome people back and we make sure that they understand that, you know, that we are a place that's progressing and that we are more than what people have thought we have been in the past. And I mean, we've shown that here recently, right? Just in the way we've taken down these monuments and that we're really trying to um, change the narrative here. So I think that number one, that's, that's important. It's important that cities, I think that, you know, we are the first in the Commonwealth to even do this. I think that now if you go on the Virginia, visit Virginia website that last year, they launched, they, they, they actually, you know, followed in um, RRT's footsteps and they've launched a, you know, a black travel kind of gateway on their mm-hmm. website as well. I mean, people are traveling, you know, travel is a little bit, is more affordable these days. It's more attainable. I think that there, I was looking at a study, they, we were trying to do a grant one time and I was looking at a study on the black traveler and they were talking about, you know, we don't plan our trips out as, uh, you know, in as far in advance as, as, um, as other travelers do. We don't use these certain websites as much as others do. Right. And I was like, yeah. And so I was like, but guess, but guess what, when you're going down the highway and you're seeing, uh, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking about in, in the past, right. You're not seeing us on these billboards, right? When people are doing Expedia commercials, they are not putting us in those commercials. So of course, like when you're talking about the sites and the different things and how people book travel, that that report is going to be slanted because it was never designed for us to do that in the beginning. They never want, you know, they were never even trying to market to us. And so I think that as we, as, as brands and as experiences and as folks started realizing that like, um, First of all, black people got money and we spend our money. You and know, we're gonna go, and we're gonna go travel. <laughs> and we're gonna go. They started saying, like, you know what, maybe we should start putting, you know, different families and different cultures in our commercials so that we're welcoming yeah. some more people. I think as the nation has gotten more inclusive in how they do business, mm-hmm. we um, you know, the way that we're traveling, it has too. And I think that now that like I said, travel now, you can get um you can get plane tickets on, you know, you can make payments on things and, you know, try to plan things out where you're not having to pay everything at once. And so people are traveling more, we're getting out more. And, um, and it's important that we share showcase this culture and this, you know, great space spaces that we already know are dope, but we have a lot of, you know, we have still have a lot of work to do. You know, I, I tell people all the time, I, you know, we have to invest more in our cultural experiences here. Like, for example, if I go to certain cities, I can take a tour of, of, of their historic areas, right? When I come to Richmond, Gary Flowers, you know, he's not doing tours every day of Jackson Ward, you know what I'm saying? So if I bring my family here and I'm like, oh, I want to take a tour of Jackson Ward, it's not as easy as people think because we have not built up those industries in a way that keeps right, them right. consistent. So we, you know, I, we talk to RT all the time and, and others all the time about how we have to invest in these things. There's a reason why 
the Black History Museum's hours are not like VMFA's. You know, people are not, you know, donating and supporting the Black mm-hmm. History Museum like they're like they're supporting the other museums in the city. So it's just the more and more we work at this, the more and more we realize the disparity is is so large and and we're just kind of chipping away at the issues, but but we're doing the work and that's what it takes is people just being passionate and people wanting and willing to do the work and you know, we come to a roadblock and we work our way around it. And then we go to the next one and we work around, around, around that. And we'll just keep doing it until we get to a point where, where it is equitable and, and, um, and, and we see the results that we want. That's absolutely true. And I, you know, I say what, when, you know, you talk about these studies that talk about what black people have historically not done in terms of travel, but it's not shocking um, if it was, we wouldn't have things like no madness, tribal tribe, you know, shout mm-hmm. out. we wouldn't have those things. And, um, I know I felt like, um, an odd, such an odd traveler being, being somebody who will travel alone, um, who will go to, to cross those places off right on my, my travel wish list, And even if I have to go by myself, because you don't always have you know, a, a whole bunch of people that can go at the same time or work or they don't have vacation or whatever the case may be. And when I know when I found spaces like No Madness Travel Tribe, I was like, yes, there's other people like me. That yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and Black and black RVA, we've been privileged to be able to sponsor yes. the No Madness Tribe, um, their DigiFest the last two years and then their yep. festival before that. And so we're definitely connected to that community and working on bringing an even doper and better experience here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, but I tell folks too, that, I mean, we, we are thankful for Nomadish tribe and for the more, you know, some of the, like the luxury travelers and things like that. But there's mm-hmm. also folks that we, we want to show that Richmond is a good place to have the, you know, for the fam for the family reunions, let's bring family reunions back. You know, we have mm-hmm. all of these, nationwide organizations, the bar associations and the insurance brokers and the this and the that and the real estate folks, Mm -hmm. bring your organizations to Richmond. You know, we have um, dope experiences here. We have culture here. And so we're really trying to make sure that the nation knows that when you're trying to do your next poetry slam competition, that Richmond is an option. You know, when you want to do your next awards show, um, their Richmond is an option. And so we're just going to continue to put Richmond on the map and highlight the great things about it and encourage people to come and, to come home and, and see where it all got started. I mean, that's because it all got started right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, if somebody came to you who is not from here and said, help me plan a day, just one day of, you know, entertainment and education and good food, what would be your perfect day of tourism? So, you know, it is hard for me as the co-founder to have to prioritize and pick and choose <laughs> folks because I don't ever want to be have favorites or, you know, things like that. But I will, um, let's see, I will say that I will say that I would probably, of course, take them on the, um, well, so let me just say this. So number one, 
we already have a disparity here, right? Because there is no black owned hotels or, you know, hospitality spots here in the, in the region yet. What do you know? Yeah. So there's somebody that's having, that has one in the works, but I'll just say that, you know, so that's already number one, a a hard thing, right? Because where are they going to stay? Now there is a group that just came out with a list of all of the black owned um, Airbnbs in the, in the, um, in the nation. So I would have them either pick one of those or, you know, we definitely love the graduate. Um, we like the fact that they highlight Arthur Ashe throughout their, their, um, their hotel. So I would probably pick that spot, um, in Richmond. Of course I would, you know, now that the Jackson project has done their installations of all of the amazing pioneers, um, that have come before us and that, um, you know, highlight them in Jackson Ward. I would take folks to historic Jackson Ward. There is a walking tour that you can go and you can scan the QR codes and be able to get the history about all of the different people. And so I would definitely do that. And since we haven't gotten to a space yet where we have a walking tour every day, um, we can do our own, you know, our own self-guided tour of that. Any of the Black-owned restaurants in Jackson Ward would be suitable. I don't want to pick one or two, but (laughs) but there's appreciate your diplomacy. I'm sure they really do appreciate it. Yes. And then, of course, I would have them come on a weekend where I know that Art of Noise is going to be popping because I love um, the Art of Noise, you know, uh, experience. I always want, anytime I have people come here, I always want to make sure that they go to that and they have to go and get ice cream from one of our amazing ice cream spots, either Ruby Scoops or down um, down in uh, uh, Shackle Bottom at the Sweet Spot. And let's see, what else? I mean, there's just so much cool things that I would have. I mean, I want, I always want people to go by and see rumors of war at VMFA. Um, it's just yeah. so massive and so amazing to be able to see that statue and just kind of talk about some of the history of the monuments and how um, the resilience of the people ultimately ended up bringing them down. Um, but yeah, I mean, just spend a day with Amy. I'll just, I'll surprise you. Yes, because it depends on the type of the time of year that you're here. You could ex- the, the experience could be totally different. Right. Um, exactly. I mean, I would love, you know, Allegra Folklore Society does an amazing tour of the uh, Trail of Enslaved Africans. They start at the Manchester docks and they take you all the way through, um, you know, through the trail. And so that is something that's definitely eye opening and really um, important to do. There's a, an amazing bike tour where they go around um and and do and look at all of the murals and so we have so many amazing muralists here in the city hamilton glass um you know s ross brown so many amazing people that are working in that her uh paris so there's just so many great muralists that we have here so i would also you know encourage people to go and look at those and then also our outdoors i mean you know we have a lot of dope stuff to do of black people that just like to 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 hiking and you know just you know focus on outdoors i mean what is a dope city that has a river that runs through us we have a great park system so and, and experience in our parks and our trails and our and our walks yes yeah, so that was a that was a very good and diplomatic answer we appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> so tell some of the some of the businesses because i'm sure that um, that's another piece of it. And I feel like that's always a piece for black owned businesses. We're either finding out about it late or 
we nobody told us because they were we were busy grinding right trying to survive so tell black businesses that could be listening how they can either connect with um black restaurant experience or black rva to either be included or even just to network because that was the piece i really really loved about black rva was i think the first event i attended was like a black business networking event and that is so important um, when you're, re- regardless of the industry that you're working in, um, tell, tell businesses how they can either join, uh, participate, get in contact with you guys. What does that look like? Absolutely. So Black RVA um, has a business directory that's on the, on the page. Uh, I mean, it's on the website. We have them, of course, it's geared towards tourists. So it is def- it's a brick and mortar guide. Um, We want tourists to be able to go and enjoy, you know, like a Diva Naturals. It's an amazing hair and skincare line um, in Chaco Bottom. There is Main Street Spawn Wellness that's out in Carytown. And that has all of the, you know, you can get your facials and your your massages and your colonics and all that stuff. So if you want to be listed on the the website, then you can go to visit blkrva.com. And there's a link there to be listed. You can also get go to uh, visit Richmond, which is the Richmond Region Tourism site, and you can also apply there as well. And there's a click, uh, there's a checkbox that you can click to say, "I'm a Black-owned business," and then it will automatically go over to the um, to the Black RBA site. For RBRE, we closed a registration for RBRE back in November the 30th, but you can always hit the contact us um, button on our website, which is RBRE365, and um, and shoot us an email, and we would be glad to you know to get to add you to the mailing list for next year. We also have been doing events throughout the year, and um, especially like if you're in our food truck truck network, people are always asking us, we need trucks for this date, for that date. So we'd be glad to, um, you know, to have you there. So black RV, visit blackrva.com or rbre365.com. And, uh, we'd love to connect with you. Or you can just, of course, find me on, um, I'm on, I'm on social media, Amy Wentz, find me and, and connect with me in my DMs and I'll, and I'll hook you up. What's next for you though? Like what else are you cooking up? Yeah. So, you know, I have been working uh, on my own nonprofit with my amazing partner, Sheree Shannon, um, Southside Relief. And so we have been doing a lot of work on Southside of just um, working with our Greening Working Group and the Southside Collaborative of just identifying ways that we can really help with sustainability and our environmental concerns over here. Um, We know that there are health disparities that put parts of Southside, you know, in a real you know, I think we have a 20 year age gap up to 20 years of life expectancy. So working on that. And um, so that is, um, yeah, that's been taking up a lot of my time. So that's also southsiderelief.org. And I think you forgot a, a major, major piece in your story, which makes you one of our favorite, you know, local history makers. You skipped that whole part where, you know, you like ran for office. And was I did. I did. Don't bring it up. I lost. I don't like to talk it about it. It doesn't matter that you lost no, those. I, I know. I'm just, I'm messing. I'm messing. Yeah. So <laughs> I did also run for office over here in the 8th District on Southside. 
I'm definitely thankful for the experience. I'm definitely thankful that I've, I, you know, met so many amazing people and, um, and things happen for a reason, right? Because it's spun yeah. off into some great things. Like I said, our, our, our nonprofit Southside Relief is doing amazing things, probably more than what I could have done in the seat. So we're making impact in other areas. I told people, even while I was running impact will be made uh, in the seat or, or out of it. And so definitely thankful that I went through it and um, excited, uh, you know, excited for the future. I haven't decided if I'm going to run again, but I'm just excited, you know, happy doing the work up, up until I make that decision. But you got and, so and many conversations started yeah. though, that people were not willing to have beforehand, <laughs> yep. you know, and um, it, it's a blessing that you ran. Mm-hmm. We thank you. Thank you. Interview. Thank you so much. That that campaign was really fun. I, I mean, I, it was hard work and <laughs> you got to, you yeah, know, we, we talked about giving you your flowers while you're here, but you know, that's something that, you know, people look over and, you know, regardless of whether you want or not, you, you brought tremendous, tremendous change, hope, promise to a lot of people in Southside that did not have that reflection or did not have that connection with the person who has held the seat and still holds the seat. And so you started so many conversations, like Melissa said, um, you drove so many folks to really believe in this, this is work that needs to be done. And you brought things to light that a lot of people were not willing to talk about and were not willing to be um, you know, forthcoming about because for, for a lot of reasons, for fear out of, you know, intimidation out of, you know, re, you know, fear of retaliation, all types of things. And, and a lot of them were, were shame. You know, there's a lot of things in that are happening that have been happening to Southside um, that is shameful and mm-hmm. people don't understand how, you know, such a thing could happen for so long or, or there could be a lack thereof still. Right. And it's because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a multitude of reasons why, but one of the things that will definitely drive attention and drive a spotlight on things is having somebody stand up and go, excuse me, mm-hmm. excuse me. That's that needed scrutiny and critique. Yeah. Like, that's right. It, that was something that Southside, I don't care whether you won or lost 10 times, you brought that to Southside. You brought a newsletter that they didn't have. You brought awareness that they, that so many people didn't have. And um, as my grandma said, you, you told what God loved the truth. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. that is so important. And so even through that process, what's we talk about it all the time, you know, we elect people into office and um, they do or they don't do right. But what's so important, and you just said it, whether I'm in the seat or not, I'm still doing. And that's it. we talked about this with our previous guests, you know, I'm, I'm even in some ways sh- shying away from the word activist, because um, I want people to remember me for my actionist. Mm. And I want people to remember what I've done and, and what I'm putting in work and the work that I'm doing, even if it's not um, I don't receive accolades for it. Right. Cause it's not about that, but I don't want people to recognize me or follow me because, um, of the, the projection of who they think I am or what they think I can do. I don't want you to fall in love with the, with the, the prospect or the promise of what you think I can do. I want you to love me for exactly what I'm doing. And, that's right. and, and that's what drives me to do more. Right. And that's a big difference with a lot of the people that, 
um, are in spaces or, or want space at the table or whatever the case may be. But when you can be about that action, regardless of what the outcome is of, of where you started, that's what makes you so critical and so important to your community and your city at large. And so we just want to give you those flowers while you're here because it is so, so important. Um, win or lose, you won still because Southside is, is continuing to win from the hard work that you put in, that you continue to put in, and that um, you continue to invest in as a um, a person who genuinely loves and cares for their city. A community Thanks. solutionary. Thank you so That's much. It. I really appreciate that. And I love that term, actionist. That's dope. Um, so- solutionary is dope too. I, yes. you know, those, those, I will definitely be adding those to my lexicon and, um, <laughs> and we'll just continue to do the work. You know, it doesn't stop here. You know, I hope yes. to inspire others, um, you know, to step up and do the same so we can take some breaks y'all. Cause we, we listen, we, it's time for us to take some breaks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, while we're saying that, again, we, we and dearly, D- Dirt loves you, and we, we just want um, other people to know just how dope you are. So please tell our listeners how they, if they don't already or are not already connected with you, tell them how they can find you, find your work, um, connect with you, find you on social media, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, if you want to link up and do some work, amy.wentz at gmail.com is my email um, I'm on social media. I just recently changed my name. Let me see what I am now. Hold on. I got it. <laughs> I am. Oh, I am Amy C. Wentz at Amy C. Wentz on, um, on Twitter. So you can hit me up on Twitter. Um, and, and it's not hard to find me cause I'm always around. I mean, you go to a, a local meeting or a local event and you'll probably see my face. Yep. So absolutely. Yeah. But thank y'all so much. I appreciate y'all having me and I can't wait to come back again. Yep. Anytime. Yep. We got a seat and a mic. Yes. You're always, always welcome. And as always, Richmond, we appreciate you guys listening. Always tune in to the, especially this month, because we're going to try to highlight those that we need to love on because we do some hard work out there and we don't, we don't, we rarely, rarely get our flowers. So that's important to us this whole month. As always, Flint still has dirty water. New Jersey does too. And I might want to check out Petersburg because I think they did too. RPS was fully funded last year and uh, they asked for a clean 20 mil more. I don't know what we're going to do because y'all don't want to develop nothing, but they need the money to keep the kids and or get the kids in better schools and keep them educated. So let's get that going. And I know it, you know it, we all know it together. Richmond is most certainly still racist, but we're working on it. One day, one restaurant week experience, one black RVA at a time. Thanks for listening. See you next week. It's black on black, 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 Got a black fist balled up and it ain't just me, it's all us 400 years of oppression, I'm about to give me that black Tesla Black skid marks on the pavement, cops wanna see me in a black cage Black on black on black, Master Juba with the tap dance Gucci with the dapper dance, tell them kiss my black ass Black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black Black, black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rockin' all black, everything is black Rims on this black, wheels on this black, 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 black